What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh sermon to debrief and new talking points to discuss in an effort to send biblical truth into your week by fellowshipping together. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Caleb Pearson. To my far right, Ashton Berzio. Ashton, how, how you doing? doing? Good, good morning. Good, good to see you. Good to see you. I haven't yeah. seen you in a while. Uh, between us again, Senior Pastor Mark Carey. Mark? Greetings. Uh, greetings. You and I uh, went to Panera this morning. It was so much fun. It was fun. Oh, good. And I think the best part about that was we were able to, I paid. to talk about Ashton. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. you, okay, you did pay. I paid and we talked about Ashton. That's true. Chocolate chip bagel. <laughs> delicious. Right. But yeah, we were able to, to have a lovely conversation. So that was good. Um, yeah, I want to be able to debrief the, uh, the weekend again, as we were able to do kind of last week for the first time as the three of us. Um, and so uh, with, with everything going on um, after we, you know, recapped Global Church Week a lot last week, um, we're, we're kind of changing course a little bit with what we're doing on Sunday morning. So I didn't know if you wanted to address that a little bit and explain kind of the, the what was an intro sermon um, to what we'll be discussing. Well, what we had been focusing on was the written word. Sure. Right. And now... I wanted to continue with that that theme of the power of the word, mm. but focus on the living word. Right. And there's some, uh, <clears throat> if you have a red letter edition Bible, there's always the great uh, words of Jesus in red. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was impactful. And when he spoke, uh, lives were changed. So we're going to be going looking at some of those uh, passages over the next few weeks Good. Yeah, on I, through the Christmas. And I like how we do that. We've done it a few times in the past where we've kind of taken a, a big focus, a big uh-huh. you know, kind of idea, and then unpacked it practically. You know, we did uh, a couple years ago the, the church. You know, we did the church historically, the yeah. church... Um, you know, at home and like several aspects of the same mm. focus. So I, I like how that we kind of started in kind of this almost academic kind of, but but apologetic and understanding what yeah. the Bible is, where it came from, why we can trust it, the sufficiency, all of those great things, and then kind of went into a practical, the established, like what it, what it means to be established in the Word through our Global Church Week, um, and then now mm. I'm I'm excited about the just real practical application that that this living word mm. series can bring um, just hearing the words of Jesus and, and looking at that and how, how that, that impacts us and mm-hmm. our walk and, yeah. and our relationship with him. Well, so. And you had mentioned last week, Ashton, the idea of, of loving when the theme kind of ties in and continues to progress naturally from mm-hmm. a communication standpoint, is this a, a pivot into what will be the Christmas season mm-hmm. as we, as we talk about the living word. Yeah. I think just with timing, the way that the, everything kind of played out, we just, instead of going into this, you know, separate mini look thing. for yeah. the next four weeks, we just kind of, you know, I, I don't think we're going to go full out Christmas quite yet, right. but although you know. I did see some Christmas. Yeah, Christmas well, I, I was yeah. going to ask, okay. So <laughs> one thing that's happening culturally is this, this Christmas music right after Halloween. Yeah. Basically neglecting Thanksgiving. Where do you stand on hearing wait, Christmas music wait a already? The tone of your voice made uh-huh. it almost—it was almost mocking when you said that. <laughs> no, did, I, saying, did I get that right? No. So I love Christmas music. Okay, yeah. I am—I am pro Christmas music in November pre-Thanksgiving. Yeah. Where do you, where do you stand? Yeah, on that? we are too. Lisa has started putting the Christmas music okay. on, and um, so does Thanksgiving get w- one day of focus in your house? It's not a holiday. We that are has thankful a lot of ramp every up. day of the every oh, day. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I walked right into that one. Ashton, come on. Where do you stand? Christmas music. I don't. You know, I. I'm, You're musical. I'm kind of a, a wait. You know, I'm a wait and keep you? it. Keep it kind of at least in December. Let it have its time. Yeah. I mean, okay. 
some I, I appreciate a lot of the newer music and even the older music, but with the, yeah. with the lyrics and the words. But the the music that's typically played right on repeat gets a little a little old oh, it after does. a while. Yeah, yeah. There's so, that station. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I have to yeah. hear away in a manger one right. more time. Oh, well, that, oh, it's the other stuff. It's yeah. the uh, well, oh yeah, the, the, the secular the Mariah yeah. Carey. Baby, it's the, cold yeah. outside. Well, and then there's 30 renditions <laughs> of, of yeah. Which is Be- bells can't is. jingle in that many different ways. I don't believe it, but anyway. So okay. No, we, well, that makes we, sense. We we uh, are, are off the subject here. Yeah, no, we are. We That's the whole point of this podcast. Who, who, is, who is hosting this podcast? Um, yeah, so so the living word, Mark. Let's let's jump into a Sunday in review. Is there anything you 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 right off the bat want to to speak towards or elaborate on or kind of focus on during our time this morning? Yeah, I I, I um what what jumped out to me uh, as I was studying was um, again how John uh, connected with his audience, his target audience, yeah. and um. Uh, in a shocking way, as he grabbed that concept of the logos, the word mm-hmm. that came out of that that whole Ephesian and and, and that whole cultural philosophical um, mindset, right. and bridged it with, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Then that and and John's whole point then is to focus on Jesus Christ the rest of the way. <clears throat> I think it's very instructive uh, for us and uh, in our mm-hmm. culture today, and. Um, you know, I like I like that uh, God does that all throughout Scripture. He takes something that's really relevant in the culture and just kind of destroys it or, or 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 refocuses it to something that is actually true. I mean, I think mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. the plagues in Egypt, where mm-hmm. each of those plagues was a was a cultural mm-hmm. slam to their their beliefs and their philosophy, and and really almost uh, almost redeeming it and and saying that I I am what you th- are believing. Yeah. Like the, I'm the real life, the yeah. real way. Um, and uh, th- this just a little bit of an aside too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know Don Den Hartog has done some work on the gospel of John because again, one of the target audiences for John was this uh, Jewish elite there in mm-hmm. Ephesus. Mm-hmm. Don has done some a good study related to the, the, the depth of old Testament imagery that comes mm-hmm. out in John's gospel. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah. Sometime we need to get Don to, to unpack that. Yeah, yeah. Bob Leonard, by the way, a year ago, and that's on our website yeah, in yeah. the media, the, the learning adult learning center website, he did the Gospel of John oh, yeah. last year for two semesters. So that's, <laughs> oh, on, that's our, right. on our website that people can go to to yeah. the media and, and hmm. listen to the whole Yeah, you should just be able to search for John or, or go under New Testament to, yeah. to find that. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So Mark, you had almost an Ephesus emphasis say that five times fast, uh, at the beginning of, of the sermon, you know, showing the pictures of the library and all that different stuff and talking about how the logic and the seeking of the knowledge was made manifest in a surprising way by, by the personality of Jesus. Well, what is the hope for, for the modern day application of that and realizing, okay, how can we, how can we take that imagery and, and personalize it yeah. for our church? Well, I, I think we have to understand a little bit what what is our culture like today. Yeah. Okay, and um, I think everybody would agree. Mm-hmm. And I did some little research on this as well. Uh, Barna Research um, says that we are our society today is as um, as non-religious mm. as it's ever been, but it's as spiritual as it's probably ever been. Huh. So that so that there was a, a, a his research. 27% of adults in the United States 
think themselves as spiritual but not religious. Mm. So there's a and there's an increasing uh, number of what's called nuns, not N N O N E S N O N E S. They're not they do not attend attend a right. localized church, but they view themselves as spiritual. Hmm. And if you go to you know, and I'm not a connoisseur of uh, of uh, Hollywood and the movies, maybe like you guys are. I'm assuming you are, yeah. but um, there's certainly a lot of spiritual themes, right? <laughs> what do you? What do you? Yeah. Uh, no, I was thumbs up smiling at Ashton because you were right. You yeah. nailed it. When yeah. we were in Malawi last year, we talked TV shows and movies all the yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, there there seems to be an increased. Yeah. Th- there's a real spiritualized theme yeah. in all the. Oh, for all sure. The movie. Yeah. And, and it, end times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just it, all, it, all it, of that. It's big. Yeah, right. And if you think of the the mm. the very first Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. You weren't even born yet. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. We Lisa and I had just been married. I think it was 1977. It was 1977. Okay, trivia. What was the name of that? <laughs> Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's right. You're one of these. <laughs> one of these. That, one of these that's right. right. You're one of these. One of oh, these uh, Star Wars Yeah, I'm sorry. Freaks. I mean, was I? I'm, I'm right. You're right. Okay. Um, okay, now here's another one. <laughs> here's okay. another one. Uh-huh. I like this. So, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. Uh Tells Luke Skywalker, he's explaining what the Force is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what he said? As in a quote from episode four? It oh, got gosh. it. Yeah. I don't remember what it's something about. Because spiritual. I, I have it down here. I wrote it down. Here, here's what he said. It? Yes. He said, the Force is an energy field created by all living things. Mm. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Mm. Now, that's a page right out of 6th century BC, Heraclitus mm. and mm. the Lagos. See, there's nothing new under the right, sun. Right. And Satan, what he does, he takes uh, um, falsehoods yeah, yeah. and repackages them right. in any culture. Now, what John did was take that concept of that culture hmm. and the way the people were thinking and, and the spiritual milieu of the day, hmm. and he he zaps it with Jesus. Hmm. So the takeaway is what is our, we're, we're ever at an ever-increasing spiritual culture right. today. How do we find that common ground, whether it's talking about the force or talking about the, right. uh, whatever it is well, and make that bridge? And I like the way you brought that up because there are adult nerds like myself that will dive into these themes and motifs of these stories. But when I teach downstairs, I'll sometimes just bring a lightsaber in because if I have a lightsaber on my belt, anything I say in front of a seventh grader gets retained, I've noticed. <laughs> and you can use yeah, Star a- Wars and these themes you know, you can you can that's be crazy. as superficial as light side, dark side, good and evil. Do you see what that means? And then with me and Ashton, we can talk about the inner struggle of some Jedi. I mean, I mean, it's crazy because again, that was forty two years ago when right. that first movie. Right. That's that's the year Lisa and I got married. Mm-hmm. Right. And to this day, here you are, a youth worker bringing a lightsaber right. in twenty twenty, right. well, almost twenty twenty. That's yeah. bizarre, yeah. but it shows the impact. Well, of, of well, cult, yeah. what's bringing a lightsaber culture. into church is bizarre, but yeah. It's sometimes worth it, but it's funny because even even today, like there's a brand new first ever live action Star Wars TV show coming out, which we won't talk about. I can talk about it, but the point is, my generation has this thing. He probably has a live action figure too. (laughs) It's a different podcast. Um, It's always that you can see it. Can can you change out the the lightsabers between the live action figures? You can see the you can see the truth of what God is trying to reveal uh, in in all these things that that have been created. But anyway, yeah. So I think that's I, I think what we how we look at this and come away is um, how can we bridge what, what is my neighbor what is my coworker mm-hmm. what are they thinking in terms of 
um, what what is their spiritual perspective? Mm-hmm. Is it you know, and and it's shaped by all sorts of things, um, you know, a Star Wars movie, but mm-hmm. uh, and find that common ground. Here, here's what I where I want to go though with that. John, it, it it only took him 14 verses, right? When he began to right. say, "And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory," and, he, and brings in Jesus. I think we need to have a boldness today mm. to to bring in 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 Jesus, and um, I, I'm concerned that sometimes we're trying to be so relevant mm-hmm. uh, and so non-offensive. Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, another Barna uh, thing that came out this last year mm-hmm. about millennials, right. about their hesitancy mm. to share Christ. Right. You remember that? I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how true it is, but it was like almost 50% right. of millennials that said they're somewhat uh, discouraging of, of sharing their or, or wanting to push their faith right. on someone else. Mm-hmm. And, and we live in such a tolerant society or whatever mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. the mindset yeah, yeah. is that we don't want to and i think again that i took encouragement from john that he he went right away to that mm. yeah i think there is i mean that's it's so complex of of why that that mm. is the case and i think part of it might be a a, a response to kind of this like door to door evangelism movement mm-hmm. that, that we or... came out of almost over the last few decades of you know, open air preaching and, and right. there's almost like a, it feels like there's almost a response to that where we're going on the complete opposite ditch of mm-hmm. millennials not wanting to look like that. Uh, yeah, so they sure. don't do it at all. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. I think there, there does need to be some, more boldness, especially in relationships where we have, uh, you know, a good friendship or, or a, a coworker or, you know, some kind of relationship. I think we have the, the permission and the, the mm-hmm. responsibility to be bold and, and to share Christ in those. And, and again, uh, I liked, again, John was, uh, uh, was instructive and a, an example for me as I was looking over that again. He was, he, again, he was living in this very yeah. culturally and sophisticated, philosophical elite society. Yeah. And he didn't back away. He right. wasn't embarrassed of it. It, it, yep. and, and I wanted to, uh, it, it reminded me of, um, if I can, if I can, yeah. uh, 1 Corinthians where Paul said this, um, chapter 1, verse 18, for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. And he goes on to say, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Mm. And then he said, where is the wise man? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? Mm. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Mm-hmm. For since the wisdom of the world uh, for since the the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, but God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, the Jews ask for a sign, the Greeks search for wisdom, and we preach Christ and him crucified. And he goes on in chapter two and says, uh, you know, when I came to you, I didn't come with, with cleverness of speech or superiority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I determined to know nothing among you but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. The, the, the singular message and and Paul said, you know, it's foolishness to the Jews and Greeks, and and um, mm. it was offensive. Yeah, but they didn't back away from that. We have a powerful message to mm-hmm. share with a with a very confused, lost world. So right. find the common ground, find that logos yeah. that we can, and then bridge it, and but preach Christ. Right. And well, and I love uh, you know in, the, in that chapter two, verse one, that even Paul is saying that. 
he didn't come with any superiority of knowledge. He didn't come with all of this, yep. this study, this, you know, he didn't spend years in seminary to, mm. you know, prepare for arguments. He just came with Jesus. And I think we have a tendency to shy away from those conversations because we're afraid we won't know the answers to a question that we get. Right. And, and instead we just say, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I'd be happy to, to look into it for you yeah. and, and have a conversation about it mm. later. But you know, continue to just bring up Christ and the simplicity of the gospel uh, and, and what it means for them personally. Uh, so I, I love that. And, and I think that's something that we need to be better and, and more intentional with in our, in our relationships and our conversations. I was uh, having a conversation with, uh, with a professor who taught in the pharmacy school here. Actually, this was years ago. And um, he did not know the Lord. And he had all these questions. He invited me over to his home and he was, you know, problem of evil and all the scientific stuff. And yeah. I was like a deer in headlights. I don't know that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I said, those are fantastic questions and I'm sure there's answers for them. But you know what the most important question is right now? Who is Jesus? Yeah. Right. And what are you going to do with him? I said, could we at least start with that question? Right. And then we can answer the other ones later. We started that question and that night he trusted Christ as mm. a savior. Mm. Guess what? All those other questions. Right. Yeah, we're, we're not come later. They came yeah. later, and he he actually answered them. Right. Mm. Well, and, and I had a I um, a, a guy from my actually my JMU InterVarsity small group reach out to me and say, "Hey, I'm looking um, for a book that that helps uh, a Christian understand the blend between science and religion." So somebody he was discipling was kind of struggling mm-hmm. through that, and so I, I offered him a few takes. Again, I studied biology, so I'm, I'm I was a little bit accustomed to various readings. But one thing I told him was. Uh, I'd encourage him to look more into history than science. Mm. The archaeological, mm. it's a fact. It's a historical fact that you can look into. I mean, Dennis's yeah. canonicity sermon from a couple weeks ago, the, the written word, we had a huge historical focus on here is how it spread, here is what it looked like, yeah. uh, and it's not so much left up to understanding the cosmos so much as simply understanding what has happened already. Um, and so that, that was a heartwarming conversation for me. And, and so we've kind of already done this a little bit this morning, but I want to go ahead and pivot into a, a church life response to, to what we heard this Sunday and what we've talked about today. How do we, how do we apply um, what, what, we've, what we've learned and what we've talked about? And so is it fair, Mark, to say that uh, we all need to find our verse 14? We need to find a way to, to make that presence known and that knowledge and, and supremacy of God to be known relationally and personally? Well, I think we need to find our voice right. to be able to express right. that and not back away from it. Sure. Um, the, the, I think the thing that what John was saying there is mm-hmm. compared to the logos of your society, that mm. you're a detached force, whatever, some impersonal force. Right. Um, our God is not a detached God. Sure. He came, and, and as John would say later in chapter 1, you know, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I mean, He has come into our world. Mm. Um, he has given Himself as a sacrifice for our sins. Mm. This is the great I Am, as John de- develops that over his gospel. And I write these things so that you will know that He is the Christ, the Son of God, and that mm. by believing you'll have life in His name because we we He is real. He's a real person. I, I mm. think that again, we have as believers in Jesus Christ, we have something to offer. And it's a living God, uh, a real God who who wrapped himself up in flesh, and he came into our world to love us and die for us. That's the compelling message. We're dealing, we're living in a world in a society where people are, yeah, they may be more spiritual than ever, 
Mm. But what's their spirituality consist of? Yeah. Some nebulous force, some <laughs> right. some some thought, or whatever, or whatever, whatever. You know, last night's pizza, anchovy pizza they ate. I right. mean, what 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 is it? And we have a living God to present to them. So let's mm. be bold in that. That's mm. for me. That's the takeaway. Yeah, that's good. And in my mind, I think we need to eliminate the 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 misconception that you need to perform. To, to show Jesus to somebody. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if you're a Christian, you if you are in Christ and Christ is in you, you are always prepared to be yourself. I, I think that's true for everyone. But you you get in this phase of I need to change myself or I need to say the right thing or or act like God or no. <clears throat> instead of being confident that He's a part of you, and yeah. informally, that the Holy Spirit can do very intentional things. I think yeah. Ashton and I continue to talk about how powerful it is when God's revealed just through informal talk. Or, or, or a natural conversation with somebody where you bond with them, and because you are in Christ, you are helping bridge that gap. Right. Um, I don't know if you have any any other thoughts, Ashton. Yeah, I mean, I, I think about when I was involved in, in crew in college, and, you know, crew is very evangelistic, mm-hmm. heavy, very, we would go and we would mm. go into our student centers and have conversations with people, right. um, and some of those were great, some of those were, you know, people weren't interested and Emma, Emma um, Beitzel's doing that right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Through, right. On your old campus. Yep. 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 Um, but what I loved about that was the way that they, they taught it and they, they shared vision for it was that the results aren't up to, to us. They're right. not up to saying the right thing or answering right. the right questions or, mm-hmm. or being a certain way that the results are 100% up to the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we can be used in that situation by him uh, to, to open, to help, someone understand, uh, and, and we can even, you know, see the scales fall from someone's eyes mm. when, when God decides to, to reveal himself to them. But this has nothing to do with us mm. or, or our language or our, uh, there's no responsibility on us. And as far as the eternal salvation, um, and that's just, it's really encouraging. It's really freeing when you think about it in that way, mm-hmm. um, that, all you have to just be there and just be open to to the spirits right. leading. Right. I had a friend of mine who would carry a straw in his uh, coat pocket all the time, just a, a straw. Yeah, probably a plastic one. But uh, you might have to start doing that again soon. Right? Yeah, yeah. paper straws. <laughs> and and he would pull that straw and he said, and he would always remind himself, but he always tell other people, "This is all I am, a mm-hmm. straw." Yeah, it's just kind of hollow inside, mm-hmm. but it's a it's simply a tool to deliver the goods. Mm-hmm. 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 And the the goods that we're delivering is our wonderful Savior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's just be straws out there. Yeah. But let's, as John did, let's communicate Jesus creatively. Right. Right. Yeah. Know right. the culture. Uh, you know, use the things that you are involved in and in, in your circles. And you know, I, I went to, I visited a church in Fairfax a few weeks ago, uh, a friend from college, and uh, something that he said in in the sermon was uh, he was talking about video games and how there's a, you know, there's a tendency to think, well, we need to, you know, if we, if you're a gamer, you need to play less video games and you need to get out more and you need to right. have conversations. But, but he, his take on it was video games have become so uh, communal, mm-hmm. uh, almost back into this communal with online gaming and conversations and headsets and, and mm-hmm. you build friendships, you know, over long distances. But um, I know we're, you know, right. <laughs> talking about cloud video games, but, no, I, yeah. but using that platform as yeah. an opportunity to share the gospel with these guys or, or right. women that are playing 
and you know, not, not shying away from that. And, and obviously we need to be wise with our time and we need to be, you know, considerate of the things that we're consuming and and all of those things, but using that platform and that situation. uh, Yeah. And and is that not what it means to be led by the spirit? I mean, if we're, if we're being led by the spirit, then, then those balances will be there. Right. Um, but it's what Paul said in, in 1 Corinthians 9 again. I became all things to all men that I might mm, right. might mm-hmm. win some. Yep. And, and 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 you know, Paul wore that hat of a Jew, of a mm. of a of a Greek, mm-hmm. of a Roman. Mm-hmm. He was a Hellenistic Jew from right. Cilicia, but a Roman citizen. And he played those cards whenever he needed to. Right. Right. Uh, for the sake of the gospel. He didn't shy away from them. No. Nope. Right. Try to hide it. No. Nope. Right. He used right. it for the gospel. Yeah. And, right. And, the, and again, the Holy Spirit will will direct that and yeah. lead it. Right. So we have to just be that willing vessel. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think there's a, a, a any misunderstanding where why John the concept of love was so important to John. Mm-hmm. I think he really loved the people mm-hmm. that he was ministering to, and right. he he loved the body of Christ. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, he was the one who wrote, sure. uh, "God so loved the world mm-hmm. that He gave His only begotten Son." Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, uh, let's let's be creatively communicative about our our Christ. Yeah, well, that's good. And then one last thing I would add before Ash and I come your way to see what we can kind of outro here is um, a lot of people have have asked me or inquired about you know the sermon was so great, but but how do I apply it? I, I found no meaningful personal application, and I think that's because that rests on you to figure out, you know, what that is going to look like as far as application versus implementation into your own life. Um, That can become a daily walk. You can ask God and say that prayer. How can I apply this sermon? Will you show me today where I can apply that sermon? Specifically to yourself. Specifically to yourself. God, help that sermon. You know, the the reason this podcast exists is so it can release on a Tuesday and give people a buffer and to digest the content and talk together. Um, Continue to do that because a pastor once a week is not going to give you all the answers. They're going to say, go talk to God about it. Um, Let that personal devotional life trump and overcome your corporate church life. That's how you're going to see clarity. Um, And so I think that's important. Uh, Ashton, follow the stars coming up. Uh, the holiday season is upon us. What can we point people towards before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, it's a really relevant application, really easy application. You, you made that kind of point on Sunday of, of getting involved and follow the star. Um, right. Even if you're, even if somebody is new to the church or if, um, you know, whatever the situation is, follow the star is a really easy way to both invest in our community and get mm-hmm. to know people in our church, mm-hmm. but, but also, People are coming to to hear. Uh, they're really coming to hear the gospel. I mean, that, whether yeah. they know it or not, we're sharing the gospel in a really creative way. Something that's relevant to our culture mm. uh, through the Christmas story, and and um, you know we've been doing it for ten years, and we've seen thousands mm. of people come through. Um, so it's a really easy way to say this is a way that I can apply this this truth, maybe just as a first step right. uh, into even if you're just baking cookies or. Um, you know, being a part of the cleanup team or, or whatever. Right. Um, it's a really easy way to, to mm. do that and, and apply it. Um, you know, mm. Thanksgiving is coming up. Um, uh, as you mentioned, it can be a hard time. So holidays like this can be a hard time. Right. Family For dynamics certain, and, yeah, right. you know, loss and, and mm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking for those opportunities to have those conversations with people mm. uh, and to maybe bridge some gaps that have been, right. have been broken or, um, you know, 
that's the great thing is that none of these relationships, none of these situations are unredeemable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, God can speak into speak life into anything. And I think we'll see that as the series goes on of mm-hmm. looking at the words of Christ and the way that he spoke and, and brought life. And he's continuing to do that. Um, I, and look for opportunities where you can pull out a pen, sit down and say, oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, can I, you know, who do you think Jesus was? You know, Christmas. Who, who was this baby that was born? I mean, right. it's so easy to bridge into that kind yeah, of a conversation right. and then take out that pencil. Well, you know, God has a design for our life. You yeah. draw that circle, right. and sin has done this. But you know, right. and, and we we enter into a conversation boldly. Right. Yeah. Um, well, and we have a season where we're driving past ten to fifteen nativity scenes, figuring out how we can talk to people about Jesus. <laughs> take advantage. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I think that's good. And one one thing that I've been kind of thinking a lot about is just the importance of seeing the church body as a family. I mean, I I work at uh, Wilkins Shoe Center downtown, and I had a couple come in that I didn't recognize, and they said, uh, we need warm shoes. Can you help us find warm shoes? Because we go to this thing every year out at Kernstown Battlefield, and it's freezing cold, but we're definitely never going to skip it. We need warm shoes. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay, you guys are going to follow the star. And we just I just got <laughs> to talk to them about it. They they've, they come to fellowship. They were well aware of the church. And I was like, that was awesome that yeah. I was working this other mm-hmm. job, doing my doing a different thing. You know, I wasn't doing a church thing, mm-hmm. but here we are seeing the family come yeah. together and realize how mm-hmm. big follow the star was. So that was a, a huge encouragement to me. Yeah. Um, December 8th and 9th, right? 7th and 8th. 7th and 8th, that's Seven what I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I just no. work here. <laughs> the fact of the matter, you guys, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless.